Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Monday, February 12th, and we are waking up back-to-back Super Bowl champions as the Kansas City Chiefs in stunning fashion defeat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in overtime. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, in what was... The most frustrating, the longest, the most upsetting, uh, the most doubtful year uh, of the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era here in Kansas City Chiefs. Ends the same way as a lot of other seasons have. The Chiefs pull off an incredible win over the 49ers. And it's an ugly game probably until the second half, but the Chiefs get it done and they bring home another ring to Kansas City. Yeah, really, uh, really an impressive, impressive performance and another gritty one. You have this team and and man it's been a wild ride these past five years but when they they've made it to the super bowl they don't ever make it easy not to say that a super bowl is ever gonna gonna be easy you're playing the best of the nfc and uh it's just the fact that you know, this is three times where mahomes is one where he's been down 10 points and somehow managed to dig deep and find a way and you got to imagine on the other side it's got to be gut-wrenching for the 49ers twice and doing it against the Philadelphia Eagles, but look, Kansas City has a lot to be happy about. Parade coming up on, on Wednesday, and I I know that it was a, a slower start from a scoring standpoint in this game, and I, I think this is one of the better Super Bowls of all time. It really was this gritty defensive battle that turned up in the second half, and of course, Kansas City ended up on the right side of it. Yeah, last year was obviously much higher scoring, and two much more explosive offenses, but the 49ers were supposed to be that explosive offense. And man, this chief's defense that we have spent all season long saying, if they can just figure things out offensively, this defense is good enough to get you where you want to go. And the defense was tremendous once again, against the best offense in the NFL, Pete, like we spent all week long talking about all the superstar players that this 49ers team has, and at the end of the day, Christian McCaffrey winds up having a decent stat line in this game. But the Chiefs defense shuts down Debo Samuel. They shut down George Kill. George Kill had two catches for four yards in this game, Pete. And then they shut down Brandon Ayuk, who comes up with a couple of catches. But for the most part, the Chiefs defense was absolutely tremendous. And they played like the championship caliber defense that we have called them all year long. It was it, the, this Chiefs defense is a unit that I'm going to remember for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, just uh, an incredible performance, really, defensively. I mean, I know that it ended up being 22 points, but he had an, an extra quarter in that, too, with, with overtime. And uh, Spags had a great plan. It, it's unbelievable that a 49ers team that offers all these weapons, uh, they were managed to the point that they were. You know, they, they shouldn't be held like this. And, uh, you know, it, I think we – in the first half especially, kind of saw a microcosm of what a lot of the season was, which was the defense performing well and the offense kind of just, you know, not performing uh, up up to to that level of play. And you having to see the defense really buy the offense time to get going. And uh, it it, it was perfect, really, like poetic almost in in the sense of kind of was the whole season in one game uh, where the offense came came on late and the defense just kept on doing enough and, and was the best part of the team. But you know, it doesn't really matter how it looks. You know, I think that's what we got a little bit lost with this year was, well, you know, these aren't the chiefs of old. Uh, it doesn't matter. 
uh, you know, all you all you got to do is have more points than the other team, and, and the Chiefs did that on Sunday. And in a game that was loaded with superstar players on both side, and you know, it, it it's a Super Bowl, so there's celebrities all over the place. Of course, Taylor Swift and that whole entourage of people watching this game. For anyone watching the Chiefs who isn't locked into the Kansas City Chiefs all season long and doesn't know everything about this team like we do, you know who Trent McDuffie is after this game. Trent McDuffie was absolutely tremendous in the Super Bowl. And I can't, the Chiefs don't win this game if Trent McDuffie isn't playing like an all world cornerback. And he absolutely did that in the Super Bowl on the biggest stage. Like I, I can't say enough how Trent McDuffie played in this game for them on defense. Yeah, yeah, the pass breakup early, and and really, I think we're, was putting pressure on Brock Purdy to make perfect passes. Like, it, and and even when he did make the perfect pass, you know, McDuffie was able to stick his uh, receiver his assignment and, and be right with him, and it had to be frustrating. And I, I think you saw later in the game, Purdy got a little rattled from it, and I I think was starting to miss his targets a little bit too. And I I think McDuffie and, and Snead and and this defense, it's just it's a shame that it's going to be really tough to keep the band together. I mean, this was an historic defense. And I think one of the bigger storylines of the offense or the off season, uh, sorry, it's, it's late here. Uh, the off season uh, is going to be, um, you know, you can't afford everybody. How are you going to be able to maintain this level of play? Cause if you can do that again next year, as you load up, maybe with, with some weapons for homes, why not? Uh, why not accomplish the, the first repeat in NFL history? Yeah, we'll we'll turn that page. Uh, I think once we get past the Super Bowl parade, start focusing on yeah. uh, the Chiefs offseason and all of the tough decisions that they're going to have to make. Obviously, uh, a big one for them is going to be what to do with Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed, who also made their presence felt uh, uh, in the Super Bowl against the 49ers on multiple occasions. Sneed had a nice game as well. Uh, McDuffie was just tremendous in some really key moments. And Chris Jones, uh, despite the fact that the Chiefs kind of struggled to actually get to Brock Purdy, on Sunday night and, and really hit him and kind of make an impact that way. They were still putting pressure on him all night long. And they were still, you could see several key moments in the games where they were impacting how Purdy was throwing the football. And Chris Jones was responsible for a number of those. Chris Jones had another incredible performance. And, you know, no matter what happens this off season with Chris Jones and whether or not he comes back to Kansas city, he is going to go down as an all time Kansas city chief. And as an all time postseason performer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, there was an embrace that Peter Schrager of NFL Network tweeted it out uh, after the game of Andy Reid uh, laying on top of Chris Jones. It was really kind of a funny video. Um, and I I think both of these guys kind of realized that uh, this could be the, the very last game that they are working together uh, with. And I think you saw that emotion kind of come out after the game and We'll see. I mean, I know there's been reports that Mahomes could restructure and wants to restructure to try to keep as many good players around him as you can. But uh, you know, this short from even the, the first moment on, where 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 they showed Chris on the the telecast and, and during the national anthem, you could see that his emotions were high, and I think he really understands that this could be the final game that he has uh, with Kansas City. And you know, I think you saw some of that after the game as well. And what a performance, right? Uh, I don't know if this happens without Chris Jones and setting the tone uh, up front. And so kudos to him. And if, and if this were uh, his last game in red and gold, what a, what a start to his career. Uh, just, just uh, an incredible player and, and somebody uh, that the chiefs really relied on in all three of these championships.
And, you know, obviously this, the Super Bowl goes to overtime. I think it was only the second Super Bowl in NFL history, if, I, if I'm correct, uh, to go to overtime. Um, and Chris Jones actually mentioned at the podium after the game that the Chiefs were happy that San Francisco took the ball to start that overtime. And now this is the first time that we've actually seen the new overtime postseason rules come into play since that 13-second game against the Buffalo Bills, which is why they changed the rule to where – both teams get a possession in the overtime no matter what. And as soon as the 49ers had to settle for a field goal on that opening drive and the Chiefs knew exactly like, hey, we're going to win this. We're going to go score a touchdown. Chris Jones said that's what they wanted. That was their mentality. That that was we want to know exactly what we got to do to go accomplish it and go win another ring. And as soon as the Chiefs in the offense took the field, it was like it was the first time the entire game, Pete, that I was like, it's really over. They're really going to go do this right now. They're going to go get in the end zone after struggling to score this entire game, settling for field goals, doing virtually nothing on offense in the first half. And they're going to go win this thing in overtime with a game winning touchdown. Drive. Yeah. The rules have been changed and now teams at least have to touch it once. And I thought that was a, a crucial mistake by Kyle Shanahan. I'm not sure why they opted to do that. I mean, it's a no brainer in the sense too, that like, let's say you, you get the ball first and you score a touchdown and you kick the extra point and there's no stop on the other team from going down the field and, and going for two and winning the game. And you, you know, you wouldn't see it again. So you really in that spot, you want to know what you need. And they just gave that advantage away. Like they just gave it right to the chiefs. I, I think you're going to see in the future if, if uh, overtime does happen, I mean, people are going to kick. I mean, they really are. Like I said, it just didn't make a ton of sense. And I think what I was, uh, I think giving me some nerves, Steve, uh, as the Chiefs got the ball after the Niners and they kicked their field goal is we'd seen like five or six fumbles in this game. Yeah. If you fumble the ball in that spot and San Francisco jumps on it or if they're able to have an interception, the game would have been over. And there were a couple of close calls. There was a fourth down, you know, there was third down. And you wondered if the Niners were going to find a way to, to stop Kansas City, but not to be. And uh, we had another Patrick Mahomes run late. This, that's his uh, signature, it seems like, in these very big games. And then it opened it up to another corn dog like look with McCole Hardman uh, just getting lost and being wide open for the season ending Super Bowl clinching touchdown. It's unreal that in back to back Super Bowls, it's corn dog is what seals the deal for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know, it's Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony last year, and this year it's McCall Hardman. After you know, he he really hadn't been involved after having a disastrous performance earlier in the postseason. Then comes up with a huge fifty-yard reception early in the game, even though the Chiefs fumbled after that, and then the game-winning touchdown. Just an incredible moment for McCall Hardman and everything that he has gone through during his time as a Kansas City Chief, and then trading back for him mid-season because they needed some wide receiver help and all the highs and lows. Just incredible moment for him as a player and for the chiefs offense as a whole, like Travis Kelsey finishes nine, nine receptions, 93 yards, another tremendous game from him. He was huge in the second half of this one had that little dust up with Andy Reed, but Andy Reed kind of downplayed it to just like, you know, he he's a fiery guy. And I, I don't think we're going to read too much into that. I think Andy Reed and Travis Kelsey will be just fine after this game. Yeah, I do. I do too. Uh, and just briefly back to the Hardman point. I, I think what is, what's interesting to me about it is he went to the jets and it was a one year deal and happened a little bit late and the chiefs did not reach out. Cause they, I think they realized that, 
they weren't going to pay what he could maybe draw in the open market. It doesn't work in New York. And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if other teams are talking to him or, or what, but the Chiefs weren't interested in him. I, I don't know if it's a given that he would have been anywhere, right? Like, I mean, he signed as a free agent, was cut, and, you know, what, what's the future after that? And so Kansas City found a, a huge form. They barely traded anything. I think it was a move up in the, the day three uh, of, of the NFL draft. And, you know, Kelsey and, and Andy said this after the game, just about his willingness to just keep showing up and continuing to working and trying to block out some of that noise and that, that criticism. And uh, he was ready. I mean, it's not like he's been a, a huge part of what the Chiefs have been doing uh, offensively, but he was ready for his number to be called. And, Again, wide open pass, but we still gotta still gotta catch it. We saw the Chiefs dropping some wide open passes earlier in the year. Uh, was able to secure the title. Yeah, just uh, another in what's uh, a dynasty run that is just loaded with incredible memories for Chiefs fans. This is one that I'm that is really going to stick with me. Just the highs and lows of this season, this defense, because I'm not convinced this defense is ever going to be as good as it is right now. I don't know if we're ever going to get this version of it ever again. And then for them to seal things on the offensive side of the ball in in that way is just something that is going to stick with me for a long time, but just another incredible performance from the Kansas city chiefs. And I'm tired, Pete. It's been a long season. I know you're tired. We, we, we've had a lot going on this year, and it is very cool that we get to celebrate another Super Bowl championship here at Arrowhead Pride. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, this has been a real fun run to, to cover. And I think there have been these lingering questions about whether this could be the last year for Travis Kelsey. This could be the last year for Andy Reid. Both seem to be uh, eager to continue – continue doing this Andy was asked at his press conference would he coach in 2024 kind of answered you know I haven't had time to think about it but yeah and uh, a little bit of a unique answer but it seems like he'll be back and you already had Travis Kelsey who's now going to be firmly in his mid-30s 35 when the next year starts but he, he's already talking three feet so uh, this has been a fun run I've been covering this team since 14 uh, 18 on since Mahomes took over uh, and I think what's is the best part is it doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon. Right Mahomes now gets three titles uh, under the age of 30. Not a lot of people can say that, that they, they, they've done that. I, I think it was Montana and Brady. Uh, and he's climbing the ranks. And I I think if you're going to have a chance to to eventually maybe catch Brady, you got to win a lot of these titles before you turn 30. And, and now he's going to have an opportunity uh, next year to – uh, get a fourth before the age of 30, which would be incredible. But long way to go until then. I know this team's going to enjoy uh, this week and probably the next couple of weeks celebrating this. But uh, we know eventually when it's time to get back to work, they will. Uh, and, and again, uh, they just keep adding to their legacy. Yeah, Kansas City will be partying all week long. Super Bowl parades on Wednesday. I believe that's Valentine's Day. So you can get up really early in the morning, get ready for a Super Bowl parade, then then go celebrate the rest of the day with your significant other. other. We'll have everything you need to know right here at arrowheadpride.com. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And I do want to let you guys know, I'm sure you're going to be disappointed. No marinated <laughs> takeaways from the Chiefs Super Bowl today. Um, no editor yeah, show. Pete's, I, Pete's trying to make his back way back from Vegas. We just got a lot yeah. going on this week. Yeah, the 
the eight days in Vegas is a lot of days in Vegas, Steve. <laughs> so it's going to take me a journey to get back tomorrow. I got a, a connecting flight. I kind of eats up my whole day. But, uh, you know, we will eventually get back in the saddle and make sure we talk about this game and, you know, when we're, when we're rested and relaxed. Yeah, so no Arrowhead Pride Editor show this week, but we've got the full lineup the rest of the week, out of structural breakdown, everything about this game on Tuesday. We'll get back to editors uh, the following week, and we'll start you know, peeking at draft coverage, kind of turning the page, but expect every other show that you know would love right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network this week. Uh, you can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Stephen Sartz, where you can find me. Again, Kansas City Chiefs once again, Super Bowl champions with the 25-22 win over the San Francisco 49ers. Let's celebrate this week, Kansas City. We got a Super Bowl parade on Wednesday. We'll talk to you later this week. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas the city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.